from the Oxano Podcast Network. Welcome to My Ministry Breakthrough, hosted by me, Brian Rose. This podcast is all about pastors sharing unfiltered stories of moments large and small, of times when the fog of ministry chaos clears and breakthrough clarity happens. I think the average church attender is looking for a totally different level of imagination, of clarity, of meaning. And they're not looking for the next Silver Bullet program. They're not looking for more stuff to do. Uh, They're looking for uh, what Jesus is up to in the world. Welcome to the premiere of My Ministry Breakthrough. Our first guest in this episode zero, the episode before all others, is the visionary founder of Oxano, Will Mancini. Will is author of the book Church Unique and God Dreams. Will and I sit down and talk about what is breakthrough as we kick off this My Ministry Breakthrough podcast from the Oxano Podcast Network. It's important to define breakthrough, specifically breakthrough clarity uh, in the lives of pastors. As this podcast sets out to tell those stories from everyday pastors, stories of breakthrough, Will and I talk about why breakthrough is so important, how those moments when nothing is ever the same again are usually run from because they involve some form of walking through the tunnel of chaos. We talk about how important it is to lead from and for breakthrough. One of the one of the moments I love in this intro episode is the hard question Will asks, what is the value of the local church to the individual? Because really without breakthrough, what might get you up and out of bed to the church on a Sunday morning is likely not gonna be enough to get anyone else there that you're not paying. So lean in and listen up to this premiere episode of My Ministry Breakthrough with the founder of Oxano, Will Mancini. Will, you're in Houston right now, right? Yes, in the home tell office. Us, tell, us about what, tell us about the home office because Oxano is a virtual company. We're distributed. Each one of us as navigators lives in different places around the country. So give anyone who's listening right now a snapshot what does the mothership, what does the home office for Oxano look like? Well, I'll tell you, years ago, I, I, I just had this dream of, of reducing the drive time, you know, to a, to a 10-yard walk to a detached garage. And, you know, it's, it's such a fancy thing to have your garage, detached garage attic as your, as your office. So we just decided we'll have fun with it. And, and so we, uh, we call it the vision room and just, uh, you know, we have a lot of fun up here with our, our little ghetto build out above the garage. It's fun. Well, is that the origin for the vision room? Because I know there's, we have the visionroom.com website, great resource tool, articles for pastors curated heavily by the, the wizard of, of reading Bob Adams. Is, that, right. is there any tie between calling yeah. your, your attic the, the vision room and the vision yeah. room.com? Yeah, we had to make it sound better than it really was first, first of all. But you'll, so here's, here's a couple of vision room stories. So, of course, you know, we, we've, we've had some, we do have a few team members in Houston. So that would be kind of our place to hang out. So we were trying to figure out what to put on the walls of this yeah. uh, unfinished attic. And, and I, I'd found some, some paneling and the, like we were actually using the wrong side of the paneling because it had this kind of little bit of wood stain with some black kind of nuance in it. Like, like, like yeah. a bit of a, Wood, wood, like a wood with a little bit of black is like that back side, the wrong side of the paneling. I'm like, I like the, the wrong side of the paneling better. So we, we started paneling around. We had some black sound panels that we, we got at Home Depot. And, 
and literally uh, they were out of the the paneling that, that we like so much. So I had this like, you know, it's like this two, four foot section opening that we didn't have anything. And I've been carrying around this, this train track. My dad, when I was in like fourth grade, built this massive train set. It was an off the ground train set. It had a little center count, you know, like the console was like a cutout. It was like two four by eight pieces of plywood. So it was like this eight by eight train table off the ground. And the way you would get into the console is you'd crawl under the table. Hmm. It's like, you know, three and a half feet off there. And you sit in the center console. And I've been carrying those things. It was so meaningful to have a project I did with my dad. He was busy. And so this train set was like the symbolic, you know, hey, my dad loves me from growing up. And I've been carrying it around with me as an adult, always storing it in my attic. So I'm literally looking, I need, I need some wall paneling. I want something creative. And like, I'm literally looking through the storage of my attic and there's that old train set. So I decided I'm just going to use that whole train set. So we literally put these old train tracks when I was in fourth grade, you know, kind of cool that grass, the little people, the little houses, and we just kind of put it on the wall. It was really fun. Anyway, so off topic, but that was our little vision. No, I love it. I think it's important that, you know, we, that there's a visual component to this that's missing in podcasts. So for you to be able to describe, you know, a room with a train track on the wall and some of those things I think is, is, is huge. Plus, I mean, let's talk about the Home Depot runs for paneling because it seems like the first time you and I ever met, yep, first we, time. we made a Home Depot run to get a, to get a wall board, a whiteboard for your wall so that we could, yeah. we could actually use dry erase markers. And well, this was in yeah. 2003, right? You're getting, the, you're getting the quilt patchwork dynamic of the vision room. So there is a whiteboard wall that, that came. Literally nothing we do at Oxano can happen without a whiteboard. Everyone Why is that? Why? Us knows that. Well, because it's all blank slate, baby, right? You've got to start with the white space. You've got to start with the dream, the imagination, and we build from there. So we don't show up with any, you know, at, at the risk of disappointing anybody, we don't show up with any ideas because we believe every church is unique, right? So we're... Every church is the content expert in what God's calling them to do. So whiteboards are very important. From that one, we, we uh, threw, threw on the roof and uh, back in the day. Yep. I, I distinctly remember hanging out of the back window of your mini pickup truck, one of those Fords with four doors and a little short bed. It was a little short I was truck the one. don't have the full bed. Yeah, so you got to hang yeah. on to that thing. I was the one holding the wallboard in downtown uh-huh. Houston as we, as we made the trip from Home Depot back to the loft. At that time, that, so. that was a little dangerous. Although you you did have like you you're the, you you're the heaviest guy in the truck, so we needed you to anchor that down. But, but yeah, thank, uh, I did feel a little bad that it might be dangerous. I mean, heavy in the thanks stockiest for, thanks. sense, thanks. you know, beefy, stocky, muscular, beefy, whatever. It, no, yeah. it all hurts. Yeah. It all hurts. All, all in the best way, bro. None of it. None of it feels good. There's not a nice way to say I'm the big although, guy. Although, even though we're dragging this whiteboard conversation out, it does remind me of one of our navigators. Um, literally showed up. It was a small church. They got off the plane. I want to say it was in the Southeast. Was that Alabama maybe? And the church did not have a whiteboard. It was, it was a panhandle of Florida. It was the panhandle of Florida. The church did not have a whiteboard. And our navigators are so committed that without taxing the passion church, for the bride of Christ, baby. I mean, you, you remember that navigator, he went straight, got, got the white, put it on the top of the rental car. And, and sure enough, first Oxana session, they had a whiteboard. I love that, it. That's that, that contagious passion coming out, right? That's that value of contagious passion. If you don't have a whiteboard, you better get one before we show up. Get a whiteboard or go home. Yeah, let's, yeah, yeah, that's right. And, and I love that. Let's, let's, let's use that to bridge in here, Will, to talk about breakthrough clarity. Because I know that's, that's your heartbeat behind Oxano. 
even a little bit of the holy discontent that, that God has used in the past. Those two words have such a profound meaning when you put them together, breakthrough clarity. Give us a little insight on not just those two words, but, but expand those two words to the meaning of this is, this is the life call for Oxano. This is our heartbeat. This is our mission, creating breakthrough clarity. What is it that is in that for you? Give us that founding perspective. Yeah, you know, when I, when I think of defining breakthrough, I think of there's, there's some, we all know those things that are hard to define, but you know it when you see it, right? So I think there's a famous quote of like pornography kind of fitting that definition. You don't know how to define it, but you know it when you see it. And in some ways, like breakthrough is, um, there's a lot of ways you could try to define it. And when we think about that, you know, from our, you know, our mission of creating breakthrough clarity with church teams, I, I, I first start with what we all are familiar with in life of just the status quo, the ho-hum, the, the day after day after day after day of just this is the way it's done. And almost every person has some experience where they see the same thing in a whole new way, or yeah. there's a, 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 an idea that brings like a, just a quantum jump of energy or there's, you know, there's, there's this deep sense of satisfaction and knowing, okay, that's exactly what we were called to do. That was a win. Or there's just a new confidence because we see the future a little more clearly, or we've really had this, we've had tension in an area for a really long time. And all of a sudden that tension is completely resolved. So there are these moments of thrill, moments of excitement, moments of clarity. Um, and it's, uh, that breakthrough is is just that. It's that picture of there's a wall or there's a there's a ho hum. There's an everyday. There's a there's a level of performance that we've lived with, but the breakthrough is we we go to a completely new level. We see something completely new. We have a new level of energy. And and for me, the most important part of breakthrough is there's a trajectory change for the rest of your life. There's something that happened that that nothing is ever quite the same way that it was. Uh, so that that's you know. There's a lot of angles, and that's not a real technical definition, but it's that you know it when you see it. You know it when you experience it and you feel it. Yeah, and you probably go back to those stories too, right? You kind of go back to that as, as a folklore kind of thing. When those moments of breakthrough happen, um, and I think this is a little bit of what we're not as good at maybe today that we used to be is, is marking that moment, maybe kind of time stamping that. Let's, let's, let's build folklore around that. Let's stack the 12 stones when we cross there. I mean, you know, you know, those moments, I think, you know, are the story, storytelling moments. Do you have a, a story? I mean, is there a moment when working with a church team, you know, you know, creating that breakthrough clarity moment, do you have like a favorite, like breakthrough clarity moment you can share from, from the years of Oxano? I know that's well, like asking you to pick a kid, which is your favorite kid, but yeah, you know, you know really, you know, really. we have them though, right? I mean, there's moments where we have a favorite, right? It really, yeah, yeah. Every once in a while, every once in a while, a favorite pops up. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's it's funny. I, in some ways, the first thing that comes to mind isn't a direct answer to the question in terms of one moment. It's a, it's almost a a guaranteed principle of of breakthrough that I, when I think of the stories over the years, like almost every client, you know, will we'll have like a, literally I was at uh, champion forest Baptist uh, two days ago and we're kicking off the second vision framing process that they've done. They're about 10 years in. So they're revision framing. And, and so like, like, so they would bring this up first. So literally, I mean, I walk in the building, I'm not even been there 10 minutes and you know, two people have come and they come up to me 
and you know, you know, Brian, what they're about to say. They're like, they're like, it's like they want to bring out their badge that says, I've been through the tunnel of chaos and I'm ready yeah. to do it again. Yeah. And so the, the, the first like storied thing that I think Oxano really, it's like we broker it in the church space is the, the, the willingness to go through this thing we call the tunnel of chaos, which is really a mode that we insist yeah. on, right? It's a collaborative place that most of the time we resist with everything in us, but you know, uh, you can't experience breakthrough until you, you kind of undo and rethink and you, you, you evaluate so many options that it just can give you a headache. And we've, we've coined that the tunnel of chaos, but I, I literally, I'm thinking of, uh, uh, we worked with uh, Upward years ago and they have this really cool facility in Spartanburg and it has this glass, it's like a round uh, glass walled conference room in the middle of their second floor of their headquarters. And they were gracious after they went through uh, uh, and had their own breakthrough. Like no, This is Upward Sports, sports right? This is Upward Sports. sports. Yeah, yeah serves churches all across the country. Yeah, yeah. Church yeah. leagues, church teams. Love those guys. And so so they, their facility is so cool. Like they would host every once in a while, you know, church would come in for an Oxano meeting. And the first time I'm going there in a church's meeting in their conference room, they've just been gracious to let them host. And I walk in there and literally like, the upward team would come up and kind of press against the glass wall and they kind of knock on the wall and like, you know, through the wall, they're trying to, you know, kind of, kind of mimic this question. <laughs> kind of, like, uh, they're in the you know, like, are you guys in breakthrough yet? Like they're knocking on the wall. You guys, are you guys in total chaos right now? And they just, they're like, they wanted so bad to see other people go through the pain of the tunnel of chaos. You know? They kind of show up with popcorn they, and just stand there yeah, and watch. Exactly. And- like wait, wait for wait for people to start yelling and, and crying and the, the tunnel of chaos show. Yeah, exactly. I love it. So, love so that's it. the the story. The stories of Oxana are that. Now, obviously, you know, you you want to guarantee that you're going to get through the the tunnel of chaos, and I think we yeah. pretty much always have by God's grace. That's just part of the the dynamics that God allows in the room. But uh, I'm trying. So feel like- I'm trying. I'm trying to think. I, 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 so I got to. I got to give you. I, I'll give you one. I'll give you one. And this is okay. This came, this came to my mind because you mentioned, uh, I think you just interviewed Talbot Davis and you were telling me about that. And, and uh, Talbot's a Methodist pastor in, in, uh, in, in uh, Charlotte, and, and I know uh, you, you've worked with him, Brian. And part of this, com- this comes to mind because it was the very first time after working on the 12 Templates of God Dreams, I, I, we were test driving yeah, the 12 Templates I was there with you. When, the first time... Yeah. The 12 yep. templates of God dreams went on a whiteboard. Yep. yep. Uh, and we're, we're, I think we were kind of erasing and still wordsmithing yeah. a little yeah. bit there on the fly. And, you know, when I, when I think of, when I think of, I, I, I can see the team like this sense of just, yes, this is us. This is it. Right. And they were, you remember Brian, how they were saying, we want to do campusing, but number one, we're going to, yeah. we're going to do the institutional renovation template because we want to, we want to help be an agent of renewal yeah. in, in the United Methodist Church. And then they said, we want to reverse the typical strategy. Yeah. We want to flip it on, on his head, right? We're going to flip that. Oh, you worship, you connect, you serve. And there's a jillion different yeah. iterations of those three ideas. They said, we, we, as you remember, we want to plant, we want to plant service centers. We, want to, we don't want to start with a worship service. We want to plant with serving. We want to serve the community. Serve the community. And, and then connect out of people into yeah. groups. And then if we get enough critical mass, we'll start worship services. So, and they're not the only ones who've done that, but for them to use the templates and to quickly, you know, within a couple mm-hmm. of hours have a hundred percent unanimous, like, yes, this is our future. This is what it looks like was, was really, well, just one of those moments that we yeah. are, you know, every week we get to experience some of that euphoria that the team, the team gets, but that's one memorable one because of, because of the God dreams 
history. What impresses me is that it is those breakthrough moments, even, even on the backside of the tunnel of chaos, what's being impressed upon me now is that it, it, it is that new way of seeing. The thing about that team wasn't, they weren't a different team. They weren't in a, in a different building. They weren't running different programs, but they saw their calling in a new way, right? They saw, they had that language. That breakthrough came from perspective of this is, you know, who we are, right? Uh, it's I mean, a new sense of perspective, a new sense of yeah. confidence, a new sense of energy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that team was operating at a, at a different level, a new yeah. level. And that that is it. And, and sometimes that tunnel of chaos is hard. I think pastors leaders, I think all of us, we try to avoid those tunnel of chaos moments, right? We try to stay away from them. We think we're better without them. But what you're kind of saying here, Will, is that we're better going through the tunnel of chaos than trying to go around it. Man, so much. So it's, it's you know, I think one of the, the primary benefits, Brian, is, I, you know, ministry's hard work. We're, we're, our church teams are running at 100 miles an hour like they've never run before. And I would say over the years, I, I would say there's a decrease really in the, you know, just in the meaning of getting out of bed and going to work. And, you know, everyone, you know, jumps into ministry knowing it's, you know, it's, there's a little bit of a sacrifice or, you know, an opportunity cost, you're, you're called to serve, you know, and, and so you start the journey with a deep sense of why you're doing this and you're passionate and you're committed and man, it just gets, gets to turn into really monotonous work really quick. Sunday to Sunday survival, right? Man, absolutely. And so I do think we're actually bringing on a more fundamental level, just that, that deeper meaning of, you know, why I get out of bed in the morning for, mm-hmm. for even st- staff, right? Starting with the staff. Yeah. So many times I've been there when I see those staff members and leaders return to that call, right? Return to that moment where they were sure that God had asked them to step into this ministry, but they, they'd kind of lost it and now they're back there. You know, that's good. Yeah, absolutely. I was yeah. with, uh, I was with um, a group. It was a, a cohort of pastors in, in a denomination and they were meeting, you know, and, and as you know, Brian, a lot of, a lot of the denominations have the group of the kind of the largest attendance church pastors. Yeah. And so this Tons was their souls or whatever. Yeah. yeah so the, this was the denomination. They were t- all Texas pastors, about 12 of them. And, uh, and, and we were actually at one point in, like at one point in the meeting, literally all 12 of the guys, I was the only, you know, non-senior pastor in the room. There was so much emotion, literally guys' eyes were either watering or there was just, you know, a tear coming down one cheek or the other. I mean, in a setting, you would just never expect to see that emotion and what they were, what they were uh, grieving in that moment was the, the loss of the original call Hmm. in the very success of what we celebrate as this is the most successful kind of church and ministry today. Yeah. And so it's a little bit of that loss of that meaning, a loss of that why. And then these guys were just gave themselves permission to collectively, you know, grieve that it was a very powerful moment pointing back again to why this breakthrough idea. It's like, I mean, it, it, it's that pearl of great price. It's like sell the field. I want to, I want to be, I want to be leading from, the perspective of breakthrough again. Mm. It, let's not, let's not, you know, gosh, let's not run another weeks and months and years of our life where we're just, you know, not, not experiencing that, that, that breakthrough. I love that. Um, you've, you've, you've been on this journey walking alongside church teams, serving leadership. I mean, I, 14, 15 years now, 2000. 
Yeah, started in, in in July of two thousand one. So literally, it's oh, uh, so just right on the seven seven years coming up on seventeen years. Okay, so you've been on this journey now for seventeen years. You've been probably in just about every kind of church environment, seen just about every kind of church team, walked along <laughs> church leaders in just about every kind of situation. Looking back now, with seventeen years of serving the church, seventeen years of of you know, contagious passion and, and carnivorous learning, what, what would you tell, like what's one thing you can share with church leaders that, hey, listen, 17 years being in it, but not of it, walking alongside leaders, is there, is there anything God is doing in you right now that says, hey, listen, this is what I'm learning right now after doing this for almost two decades? Yeah, well, you know, it's, what I do is say there's, there's two sides of, of uh, the same coin and I think what I what I sense today more than ever is uh, is is this is the problem that this this question brings up, and that is what really is the value of the local church to the individual? What does it mean to be a part of a family of God locally to a local church congregation? To you know, what is it? Why do I come to church? I mean, what connects me emotionally to that? And you know, we're, we're seeing trends like, you know, since 2015 before that, but boy, that was the big year that my blog post just caught fire on this, this, uh, this idea that our most committed attenders are attending church, you know, less and less. That's when Carrie Newhoff and I started talking about that conversation that, and and that's just been a, a growing conversation. And so what I would say, Brian, is the, the comment of, of breakthrough equaling more meaning for the called pastor, the full-time staff, the minister uh, in, in the local church. The flip side of that, that I think breaks my heart even more is why should people even care about going to church? What reason are we really giving them to show up? Like if we don't even want to be there, why would we think they want yeah, to be there, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, what really are, what, what, what's the value proposition that we're really brokering? And so um, it's funny to me that like, even, uh, again, that church I was sharing, I was with last week, we were talking about our first leaders gathering. There'll be a thousand leaders in this room and the, the pastor will literally pause for a minute and think, is it actually possible to have a thousand leaders attentive and engaged hmm. talking about your, your articulation of mission and your, and your, say your top four core values of the church and the typical pastors like, you know, they're embarrassed to even think that anyone's going to be have, have any it could care about that because to them that's just something you do one time in your ministry every five or ten years in a quick weekend retreat and you got to have it's it, all the elders happy we're about good us go, right? section on the website and yeah I mean it's it has, it's not like it's not like this fundamental tool you use every day in your life mm. and so to have a pastor realize okay my people are longing to know what is the what is the biggest idea around why we come together weekly? Like, why am I asking you to come volunteer a few times a month? I mean, um, you know, what, what does it really mean to be a part of this family? And so I, I think our, our, I think the average church attender is looking for a totally different level of imagination, of clarity, of meaning. And they're not looking for the next silver bullet program. They're not looking for more stuff to do. Uh, they're looking for uh, what Jesus is up to in the world through every family of God expressed locally through the church. 
and the exciting dynamic that, 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 you know, you just need clarity to get emotionally in touch with there. And most, most pastors don't, but you know, the, the thing I would say that is, it's a little bit, it's a little bit challenging. Um, but I would say that the average pastor doesn't know how much clarity they're lacking. Now it's not because they're not visionary as we say all the time, every pastor I've ever met is a visionary. I mean, they're, 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 they're wanting a better future. They're hopeful. Uh, you know, most, most of the time, most of them, it's, it's the sense that they're leading with the general sense of where they're going. They're not leading with a, they're not leading from breakthrough and everybody who doesn't have breakthrough does have some general sense. Yeah. Uh, but we don't, we don't realize how much we're robbing from ourselves and from our people uh, with, without, without trafficking and, and brokering the breakthrough clarity of, of, uh, of God in our lives. Uh, another way of just, I know some folks may be listening, Brian, they're thinking, okay, this sounds like a whole bunch of organizational stuff. It's uh, kind of hyped up talk. What's breakthrough? What does that mean? Uh, just, to, just to state it in the most like orienting way biblically for a second. And maybe listeners will remember like the experiencing God uh, emphasis, you know, you know, decades ago. And just that principle of being completely in tune with what God is up to. That God is at work while we're sleeping. We're not, we're not making up stuff and asking God to bless it as much as we're joining God in, in the work he's already doing. And so one way I think to biblically or theologically root breakthrough, it's, it's slowing down enough and having enough margin in your life. It, as you know, we say all the time, without margin, there is no imagination, that we can just re-remind ourselves, what has God been up to? What does God want to do? What is God doing in this moment? And slowing down enough, we can all agree and unify around that and rename that, restate that. And so in some ways, all we're doing is making sure our hearts and minds are in tune with what the Lord has for us and clarifying our identity and direction is just, it's just a part of that. So maybe taking some of the mystery out of it and just saying this, we just have a codified process for how you stay in touch with what God is doing in your local church. Yeah. Making sure everyone's up to speed on that. Right. I love that. I love that thought. Uh, and Will, I'm going to loop, loop back here just in a kind of a side note. But I love that thought that a general sense of the vision of the church will get you as the pastor out of bed on Sunday morning. But breakthrough clarity around what we're called to do as a church will get others out of bed too, right? Yeah, we'll get other people to, to, to jump in on it as well. So yeah, that's yeah, great. That's great. Well, listen, I appreciate a little bit of time here as we kind of launch this podcast and, and really share stories of pastors and their breakthrough clarity moments that, that became game changers for them and their church. Um, looking forward to, uh, to talking with you down the road too. Maybe I could talk you into coming back as a guest on the podcast at some point. Yeah. Well, we gotta, we gotta get the stories out there of, of the, of the churches we're working with, but we'd love to love to loop back in once in a while. And then, and then let's make a Home Depot run together sometime soon. Hey man, we need, we need more whiteboards. We need more whiteboards. And let's hang them up reverse. Let's put the let's put the wrong side out. I think that's actually a metaphor organizationally. I'd I'd like you to explore that metaphor organizationally for a little while uh, after we hang up here and think about putting putting the wallboard up backwards, or just yeah, inside out leadership, growing your church from the inside out. There you go. That's the next book. Hey man, Will Mancini, founder of Oxano, visionary, clarity evangelist all those titles. Thanks for being on the My Ministry Breakthrough Podcast. Hey, thank you, Brian. Thank you for listening to My Ministry Breakthrough from the Oxano Podcast Network. You can head over to myministrybreakthrough.com to join the conversation and access our show notes, including the books or other resources mentioned in this episode. If you enjoy hearing these stories of ministry breakthrough, 
We would be honored if you would subscribe, rate, and even leave a review on iTunes or your preferred podcast provider. Thanks again for listening.